here goes nothing. This is Unorthodox, the universe's leading Jewish podcast. I'm Stephanie Butnick, and I am your only host this week. Today is Thanksgiving, and while this year is certainly different from all other years, I know we're all thinking a lot about family and gratitude and the people we love most in the world, even if we're not able to see them right now. This week, an unusual mashup of an episode. No Liel, no Mark, no Mailbox, but I like to think what I have to offer you will more than make up for all the absences. We've crowdsourced some great Hanukkah gift ideas from you, the J Crew, and I have some holiday suggestions of my own to add. That'll be later in the show. But first, something very, very special. The story you're about to hear comes to us from our associate producer, Robert Scaramuccia, and it offers a new perspective about all that human contact we're missing out on these days during the pandemic. Robert brings us the story of Aaron Hartman, a Jewish man from Atlanta, Georgia. Aaron has Williams syndrome, a genetic disorder which, among other symptoms, is typified by an extremely outgoing personality. These past nine months have been difficult for Aaron, who no longer sees as many people as he used to. In normal times, he is a supermarket greeter, a regular synagogue hopper, and generally a man about town in his Atlanta neighborhood. Now, of course, he's mostly by himself. But not entirely, as we're about to learn. Here's Robert with a story about family, community, and firehouses. Aaron Hartman isn't a politician, but if he was, he'd be a good one. We're talking West Wing, not House of Cards. He's got a strong hug and a stronger smile, a photographic memory for faces. And he's a greeter at a kosher shop and a supermarket, so Aaron can walk the rope line and kiss babies with the best of them. I think I'm I'm good at what I do. I mean, I try to be good and do good and I'm human. I'm not perfect, but I really aim every day and every I just try to be the best at everything I do. Yeah. Why do you try to be friendly? Because um, there's so many people out there that aren't. I want to set a good example for everyone that I come in contact with and even those who don't know me. I try to, I just think being friendly is better than being me. Aaron has Williams syndrome. It's a genetic disorder with a few different symptoms, but one of its defining features is a social one, a cocktail party personality. Basically, Aaron's nice. He's nice because he genuinely wants to be and because it's in his genes to be an extrovert. Children with Williams syndrome have a habit of hugging random strangers. Aaron's brother, Noah, told me that Aaron sometimes makes the rounds to three different synagogues in a single Saturday. Sometimes, you know, fishing for who had the best lunch invitation, but uh, but also uh, because he just loves people and he would always like to be around people. I mean, Aaron is the self-proclaimed, but all agreed to, uh, mayor of Toco Hills. Literally, everybody knows him and he knows everybody. Toco Hills is Atlanta's largest Orthodox Jewish community. The Hartman brothers grew up there in the 70s and 80s. There was baby brother Noah and middle brother Josh, who both moved away years ago, and older brother Aaron, who still lives there, just a few blocks from their dad. Aaron thrives in those big social spaces that none of us are used to anymore. 
like Shul and the public's supermarket where he works, and his birthday parties. And when I say birthday parties, I mean like the biggest birthday parties I've ever heard of. Your brothers told me you had a big celebration for your 40th birthday. Is that correct? Yes. Um, we just had a party and a couple hundred people came. Couple hundred people for one guy. That 40th birthday was in 2010, which if you do the math, makes this year's celebration a big one, 50. Here's Josh Hartman, the middle brother. It started with our father wanting to put together, uh, I guess you don't know our, our dad, but he, he's a planner to say the least. So he gave notice to the uh, rest of the family that there will be a gathering about a year in advance uh, so that there could be uh, no, no mincing words as to when this event was happening and who would be in attendance. Even though Aaron's birthday is in August, plans were set by January. A serious shindig at their dad's house with ice cream cake and half of Toco Hills on the guest list. Then, well, we all know what happened. March started and never ended. For a while, there was no more greeting at Publix, and there's still no hugging at Shul. The party shrunk from a blowout to just close friends and family to no real party at all. Aaron's world got a lot smaller. How does it feel not being able to see the same amount of people that you usually want to see, you know? Um, it's, it's hard, but I'm managing the best that I can. Like I'm not able to go to as many people's houses as I was before the pandemic. I just try to stay positive. I mean, there have been days where I think about things and start crying. And, uh, I try not to, but it's part of human nature. Here's Josh again. There are very few things that we can do to make Aaron truly happy that will affect a true legitimate impact because he's generally happy all the time. So the ability to celebrate with him and 250 of his closest friends is truly something that is meaningful for him. So when you can't execute on something like that, which does not come around with any frequency whatsoever, um, really uh, disappointing. Josh and Noah still wanted to do something for their older brother. A gift would be easy because Aaron doesn't exactly keep his interests a secret. I just love fire trucks. I don't know why, but it's, it's in me. I don't know how else to explain it. I always tell people I love firemen and I see them a lot. Like I actually am friends with them because I go visit them sometimes. Here's Noah. I bet you've never met anyone who has a subscription to Firehouse Magazine. I bet you didn't know there was such a thing as Firehouse Magazine. Well, there is, and I've seen it pretty much every month for my entire life. I'm pretty sure he has every month from the 1970s or whenever it started till today. He's putting the publisher's kids through college. <laughs> yeah. So firefighting. But what do you get someone who already has Firehouse Magazine? What Aaron lost was the chance to see 250 of his closest friends. The brothers needed to make up for that. Josh is a paramedic up in New Jersey. He knows some local firefighters, and he had an idea. He went where we all go when we need to find hundreds of friends fast. 
I posted on Facebook to my friends saying, um, we can't have this party for Aaron. Um, it's going to be a big bash. Sending him a gift doesn't really matter. Can you guys each do me a favor and take a, like a five second video in your firehouse with your friends near one of the trucks, just saying happy 50th birthday, Aaron, from the Englewood, New Jersey Fire Department. Maybe we're not using this phrase anymore, but Josh's Facebook appeal went viral to firefighters all over the country. And after four or five days, it had reached hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of people because it went from my friends, which there were probably about three of them, but maybe there were four or five, to their friends, to their friends, to their friends. And within a couple of weeks, we had 10 or 12 different states represented. And I think at that point, it was game on. After he got the first, you know, five or 10, we were like, well, it's his 50th birthday. Let's go for 50. 50 videos from 50 firehouses in 50 states. They got New Jersey and then New York. Then someone involved with Camp Ramah, the Jewish summer camp, heard the call and got Maine, Maryland, Ohio, Hawaii. They had 43, then 44, then 45 states. Even got firefighters from as far as Mexico and Israel. We had people who would like stay up late at night tracking down random fire stations around the country and like treating it as if it was a challenge. And by all means, they, on our behalf, met the challenge. Josh bombarded the Facebook pages of fire stations all over Wyoming, Montana, and Nebraska to get the last few holdouts. In the end, they got their 50 and then some, 32 minutes worth of birthday wishes. Then the brothers, with some help from a friend, compiled all the clips into a single video. They sent that to their father down in Toco Hills. Aaron came over to his father's house, where the party would have been held, and sat down. Noah was busy, but Josh managed to hop on FaceTime. Then they hit play on the video. Can you tell me about the video that your brothers made? Um, I watch it all the time. Um... It's about all these fire departments wishing me a happy birthday. Happy 50th birthday, Aaron, from the Tucson Fire Department. Happy 50th birthday, Aaron, from the San Diego Fire Department. Station 4, Poudre Fire Authority, Fort Collins, Colorado. Were you surprised? I was shocked. Central Fire Station in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. From Station 1, the Cab Cab. On Oahu, Hawaii. Cop 4 in Boston, buddy. Happy birthday, pal. You ever get to Kansas City, Kansas? Come see us. Come see us. How did you feel after watching the video? I was, it was very emotional. It was very emotional for me because um, I try not to get emotional, but sometimes it comes out. I just, it's just nice to be loved by so many people. Happy birthday from Minnesota, Aaron. We're here in Houston, Texas. From the Montpelier Fire Department in Montpelier, Vermont. Cheyenne, Wyoming. Happy 50th birthday, Aaron. From all of us, your friends here from the Israeli Fire Services. And I love, I love everyone. So it's, it, it was really incredible. One of the longest clips in the video is from this one firefighter in Oklahoma. He's got the ladder on his truck fully extended, and he's climbing all the way to the top. Here's Noah. What he loves about the emergency vehicle industry is the people. He goes to visit them, not just to see things. He goes to visit them, to talk to them, and to hear their stories and become friends with them. He becomes friends with everybody. It wouldn't have been the same if the video was just still shots or videos of 
fire trucks around the world, but it was the messages and the people and also their enthusiasm to participate and to share, you know, happy birthday wishes to a perfect stranger. I think that is what really uh, connected with Aaron because he's a people person more than anything else. Hey Aaron, this is Captain Chris Whittington with the Tulsa Fire Department in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm here to wish you a very, very happy 50th birthday. I hope you have a great day. Take care. Bye. That clip and all the rest got played in a synagogue parking lot a few days later at this drive through celebration for Aaron. There was a tent and balloons and a big sign that said in these big blue letters, the mayor of Toco Hills. By the time a few trucks from DeKalb County Fire Rescue rolled by and wished him well, you wouldn't have guessed anything different. Do you know, when's the last time that you saw your brothers? Ooh, it's been a while. Yeah. What do you think you'll you'll say to them the next time you see them in person? Or what will you do? Like, like do you guys, do you guys hug? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm one of the best huggers around. <laughs> do you, do you, what makes a good hug for you? Is it, do you gotta be firm? Is it gotta be like 10 seconds long? How does one be a good hugger? You just hug the ones you love as tight as you can, and then you, you know. Yeah. Anyone that's out there, if you want a really good hug, come to Atlanta and I'll, I'll give you a hug you'll never forget. to Robert Scaramuccia for that wonderful story, which makes me cry every time I hear it. J. Crew, I want to tell you about an event I'm very excited for. My family has been involved with the Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial to the Holocaust in downtown New York City for as long as I can remember. And this year, the museum's Generation to Generation event is honoring my parents, Howard and Elise Butnick for their work with the museum and support over the years. The event is virtual this year and takes place Wednesday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern. You better believe I've dragged my two co-hosts, Mark and Liel, in for a special appearance. I'll also be interviewing actor Michael Zegan, who plays Joel Maisel on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as part of the event. I'll be talking to him about Maisel, Jewish identity, and growing up with grandparents who survived the Holocaust. It's one night only, and this interview will not air on the podcast. Plus, the band Golem will be performing, the very same band who sings our theme song. It would mean the world to have the J. Crew celebrate this wonderful occasion with me. You can register for the event at bit.ly slash butnickfam. That's bit.ly slash B-U-T-N-I-C-K-F-A-M. I hope to see you there. And now, because we all know Thanksgiving is really just a barrier between us and Hanukkah, let's talk about the Festival of Lights. Hanukkah starts Thursday, December 10th, which is two weeks from today. I know, I can't believe it either. But since it's Hanukkah, why not hang out with me? I will be spending the first night of Hanukkah, December 10th, with a very fun crew as part of an event called First Night from New Roots and the Jewish Federation of Greater Los Angeles. Mayim Bialik will be there, Jackie Tone, who plays Melrose on the amazing Netflix show Glow, comedian Alex Edelman from Saturday Night Seder, and me. I'll be leading a trivia game based on the newest Jewish encyclopedia, and the winner will win a copy of the book. You can get your tickets at newroots.org slash first night. That's N-U-R-O-O-T-S dot org slash first night. 
If we're talking Hanukkah, we gotta talk gifts. One of our listeners approached producer Josh Cross, who in addition to running the show, also masterminds our Facebook group with an idea. Why don't we start a thread on the Unorthodox Facebook group where people could share holiday gift ideas, things that our very own listeners were making. You wouldn't believe how many incredible products the J. Crew is responsible for. Here are just a few. Abby Noel has an Etsy shop called Bleach Bay where she makes acid wash and tie-dye loungewear. Nothing says Hanukkah 2020 like a full tie-dyed sweatshirt sweatpant outfit. I fully support that. Sonia Marie Lycum runs Lycum Brewing Company, which is a kosher craft brewery. You heard that right. We got the chance to try their beer when we were out in Seattle for a live show a few years back, and it's great. They ship to select states outside Washington and make a special Mecca beer for Hanukkah. Tali Kellerstein's book, Party Animals, is a collection of fun-to-read alliterative animal adventure poems for kids three to seven, which I will definitely be ordering for my nephews Noah and Charlie. Super listener Rebecca Cinnamon Murphy is raffling tickets to win one of her handmade quilts through the 2020 Quilts for Activists giveaway. All proceeds go to charity. The Schultz family in Winnipeg runs the wonderful world of sheepskin, which offers warm, natural sheepskin products and ships everywhere. Lori Kimmelsteel offers handwoven Judaic textiles like holla covers and tallis and tefillin bags at White Ridge Crafts. Ariel Titar makes the most fun Jewish jewelry and housewares, like acrylic hamsa and dreidel stud earrings, evil eye hairpins, and so, so many pomegranates. Rabbi Eliana Jakobowitz is making face masks with Yiddish sayings on them and selling them on Etsy. Emily Landsman has handmade Hanukkah cards on her website, where you can also buy homemade bunny snacks. Those are snacks for your bunny rabbit. Susan Dennison, who made our new book plates for the newest Jewish encyclopedia, also makes note cards for writers and readers along with her daughter. The perfectly named company Gold Herring, run by Mo Golden and Amanda Herring, has a subscription service where they send you an organic herbal tea blend for each month in the Hebrew year. They also make these amazing Jewish yearly planners, which totally blew my mind. Ellen Kay and Zager, who is a fellow Point of Pines Camp for Girls alumna, makes beautiful gicle prints featuring Hebrew typographic illustrations and has a children's book called Chala. So that's just a sampling of all the listener-created Hanukkah gifting gems on our Facebook page. There is so much good stuff there. And a few of my own favorites this holiday season, while I have you. Jeanette Kuvin Oren of the Baruch Hashem Biden-Harris hats is back with Judaic art kits, which let you DIY your own holla covers, paper cutting, and more. Those are at kuvinoren.com. That's K-U-V-I-N-O-R-E-N.com. I also recently heard about a company called Momage, which offers modern accessories for your mahjong set, I kid you not, like a smooth, washable maj mat, a maj marker, and the maj mass, which is a clip that holds your mahjong card while you play virtually. Those are all at momahj.com. That's momage.com. I love that website. Also, Dreidel Revolution. This started as a Kickstarter campaign to liven up the typical game of Dreidel, and it was a crowdfunding hit. Dreidel Revolution has eight different games you can play and eight crazy dice, which is a patent-pending eight-sided dice. It's all at dreidelrevolution.com. That's D-R-E-I-D-E-L, revolution.com. I love spelling words for you. And finally, this is really not an ad. It's just something I'm genuinely excited about. Um, it's a new line of beautiful modern Judaica called Via Maris, founded by Dana Holler-Schwartz, who wanted to solve a problem that I certainly can relate to, not being able to find a mezuzah that felt just right. Via Maris is named after a Bronze Age Middle Eastern trade route, and it offers industrial cast items in bright and poppy colors. I recently got their rest candle holder in the yellow color, and it inspired me to light Shabbat candles for the very first time. 
seriously, just seeing it on my table was so beautiful, I wanted to light candles. They have two different Hanukkiahs, one of which actually houses all the candles you'll need for the entire eight nights. It's actually genius. Check them out at via-maris.com. That's V-I-A-M-A-R-I-S.com. If you want to find all of these links and so many other amazing gift ideas, head to the Unorthodox Facebook group. If you're not already a member, now is the time to join. You'll have to answer a few questions to make sure you're not a robot or looking for the Netflix show Unorthodox. But once you're in, you'll find the magical world of the J. Crew unfiltered. And then, of course, there is the newish Jewish Encyclopedia, still available wherever books are sold. If you buy a copy as a gift, send us a note telling us who you gave it to, and we'll send them a book plate signed by the three of us. As always, email us with comments or questions at unorthodox at tabletmag.com. I'm not going to spell that. I think you know how to spell that one. Or leave us a voicemail at 914-570-4869. Unorthodox is brought to you by Tablet Magazine on the web at tabletmag.com. Our show is produced by Josh Cross and Sarah Fredman-Ader. Our associate producer is Robert Scaramuccia, who brought you today's piece about Aaron Hartman. Our artwork is by Esther Werdiger. Our theme music is by Golem, online at golemrocks.com and performing at the Generation to Generation event on December 2nd. Rabbinic supervision by Rabbi Rose Perviza of New Roots from LA's Jewish Federation, with whom I and Mayim Bialik will be ringing in the first night of Hanukkah. Shalom, friends, and happy Thanksgiving. Whew, that's a lot of me. Sorry, Josh, you thought you were done. Okay. Oh, whatever. Music, 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 whatever. Music, 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 music.